What's up, everybody? This is Aaron Clark here with the Unified Worship Collective uh, for another podcast in the live. As always, I got my brothers with me, Rob and Thad. We got some special guests, but we'll get to them later on. So what's up, fellas? Rob, what's up, man? It's your world. I'm just living in it, bro. No, man. Yeah. <laughs> if it was my world, man, we have Chick-fil-A spots everywhere, That's man. right. We need a Chick-fil-A in Springfield, bro. We like, do. you know, Cane's has been a nice addition, but we need a Chick-fil-A. You know, man, I had, I had Cane's. Man, for the first time, man, you know, um, you didn't like it. It was cool, but it it it, it ain't Chick Fil A, man. It's not. No, it's not Chick Fil A. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. If any cane lovers, I'm sorry. It's it's not Chick Fil A. Yeah, it's not. my family is very opinionated on where we go for lunch on Sundays, and I'm gonna tell you, probably eight out of ten Sundays, it's Popeyes, because that's the choice here in town for that. Yeah. So, but if we had a Chick-fil-A, it'd hey, probably man. be 50-50. We throw them prayers up, man. You never know, man. Chick-fil-A, man. There you go. May come, man. Dad, what's up with you, brother? Uh, I, I, I just have to say I am not a Chick-fil-A fan. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, my And God. not at all. Like, I, I, uh, every time I eat it, I'm like, it's just a piece of chicken on a bun. No, you got to oh, get the spicy here. chicken sandwich deluxe. <laughs> Man. Spicy chicken sandwich deluxe. So yeah. It'll be a piece of spicy chicken on a bun. No, with lettuce, and with some tomato, lettuce, and, and you get the fries with the with the Polynesian. Yeah, I just, oh yeah. I, can't, I, I feel like it's popular. So if it's popular, I gotta yeah. go against it. And, you know, <laughs> I'm I'm late. Chick Fil A yeah. is not a sponsor yet, and they probably won't be after not that. Now. Thanks a lot, Dad. <laughs> Sorry, I love you, Chick Fil A. <laughs> Thank you, man. I was trying to get a. So well, I ruined it all, guys. <laughs> no, no, you're good, man. How's everything with your family, man? Doing well, doing well. Uh, been kind of crazy. My wife, my wife just came off of uh, back surgery. Actually, mm. she uh, couldn't walk for about three weeks, and they got rid of some bulging disc. And right after that, we went on a walk for it was like a half a mile walk, like wow. the next day. So, uh, wow. yeah, so yeah. that's good. Um, I know it was a weird place where you're praying, God, why aren't you answering my prayers? Yeah. And then he does, just not the way you expect it. You know? mm-hmm. so, man. Yeah, but family's good. Life's good. How was that, so. that, that adjustment, man? Like, you know, mm-hmm. being able, from, from the husband and father perspective, adjusting to, to that, because you had to take a lot of yeah. that. Yeah, I did. It was, uh, honestly, it was, I counted it as a privilege to just take, I, I was able to take care of my wife. You know, mm-hmm. um, she was in pain, but it was, yeah. it really brought us closer together. Um, yeah. I did. I cooked a lot of dinners, and the kids probably hated it. <laughs> no Chick Fil A. I probably should have oh, just yeah. broke down and got Chick Fil A. I don't know. Chick Fil A and pizza, man. <laughs> yep, yep. Good deal. Fun. Good yeah. deal. Rob, how's your family, man? They're doing good. They're doing really good. We're excited. Um, Kayla's going to start working a little bit for ACAM, helping yeah. to, mm-hmm. you know, show off some of the some of the gear that you know Aaron's. Um, creating and putting positive. I do like Acam. I don't like Chick Fil A, but I like Acam. Hey, well, yeah. well, <laughs> maybe it'll be a sponsor. Acam is a good sponsor for. for I didn't want him to quit sponsoring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, everybody's good, man. Everything's good. How about you? All is well, man. All is well. No, no complaints, man. Just adjusting, you know. Uh, two weeks, man. On, on this, well, this I just finished the two weeks on my, my new job, man. So you yeah, know, with the city, so. Uh, just, just adjusting to, to that because when you're used to just working in, in pockets of the community, you know, it's one thing. But now when, when the whole city, you know, it's, it's bigger than that, man. So just learning, you know, different things and uh, adjusting to 
It's adjusting, man. Yeah. But it's not a bad adjustment. It's, it's all good. Like it, it's 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 really good, man. Good. You know, good stuff. I'm excited. I'm excited for Springfield. Yeah. It's a great addition. Well, thanks, man. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Appreciate. It. I've already shared a couple thoughts with him. Yeah. He hasn't cleaned him up yet, but he's working on it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just, just email him, man. Send him to me. Yeah, man. yeah, no, Send it's all good. Me. I'm I'm really excited too. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm. You know, um, it, it it was a it was a big step, you know, because again, you know, God is, and you know, something God hit me with this, man, you know, and during my devotion times in the morning, as as Holy Spirit just drops stuff, and I just I just jot it down. And, you know, and then whenever it comes back, you know, and I put a date on it. So I know, like, man, on this particular date, God said this. And one time I was in prayer, man, and he would just say, yo, I, I'm expanding your reach. Wow. Mm-hmm. You know, had no idea what what that that meant or anything, you know, because I'm like, I'm actually really good, <laughs> you know. But I'm expanding your reach, and then this this job comes, and then you know you go from one pocket of doing community engagement to now the whole city mm-hmm. doing community engagement, you know. So it's it's, it's a God thing, man. It's and good. then it also you know blesses my my family and stuff. So um, it's a good deal, man. That's awesome. It's a good deal. God be praised. So you know that's that's me, Robin Thad. But we also have some special guests with us. Uh, we have Brother Jim Britton, pastor of the Great River Song Church. And then we have my man, Servant Jay. Uh, we call him, yeah, that's what we call him at church, <laughs> Servant Jay. <laughs> uh, who is the senior pastor at Restored Life Ministries, my home church. So what's up, fellas? Thank you guys for joining us at the Lodge. Jim, what's up with you, man? Man, it's, it's good to be a part of this uh, podcast, first time. So hopefully we'll get invited back. I don't know, Pastor, we'll see Amen. how we do. But uh, yeah, it's just great. You know, uh, in my life, worship's been an Worship ministry, music. We'll talk about maybe the difference between those terms here in a while, but uh, it's been an important thing. So to be in, in, uh, invited to this podcast is just, I'm looking forward to it. But just love you guys. You know, you're my friends, my brothers. Aaron and I have had an amazing uh, time together being in the band for the Ron Cannoli concert Saturday. It was a really great experience and something we could share with the whole town. And so, uh, but God's good and uh, looking forward to the conversation today. And, uh, Hope we get lots of folks dial in and be able to uh, uh, see things from maybe a little different perspective since we're talking from uh, uh, pastors will be, uh, you know, we're going to kind of look at our point of view about uh, uh, this type of this part of the ministry. So it's not all about uh, preaching and whatever else we do. You know, Amen. They say we only work one day a week. <laughs> but uh, uh, so anyhow, th- this will be really great. So thanks for the invitation, guys. Good, uh, good stuff. Thank you for for, for accepting, you know, this is going to be great. When we was planning this, man, I'm like, yo, this would be great to bring some pastors on, man, to, to hear from their perspective and kind of what, you know, what was, what does that relationship look like? You know, how do pastors view worship and music and responsibilities for the, you know, worship leader or minister of music, whatever that, that title is in your church. So I'm excited to dive into that. Servant Jay, what's up with you, brother? Oh man, I can't complain. Everything is great. Uh, sitting here with Rob and looking at all this army stuff, I'm going to get adjusted because I'm, I'm Air Force. So. Okay. <laughs> so it's, a little, it's a little different. But other than that, man, it's cool, man. It's cool. And we was talking earlier, just playing around about the chick. Let me tell you the, the key to Chick-fil-A and Canes. Yeah. 
Make sure if you go to Cane's, use the Polynesian sauce from Chick-fil-A. Oh. And then you got a good combination yeah. there. You see what I'm saying? So hell, you mix. don't like the cane sauce then? The, the no, standard sir. cane no, sauce? Sir. Okay. No, right. sir. No, sir. No, sir. I'm more of a, of the Chick-fil-A Polynesian sauce. But other than that, man, things is great. Family is great. Um, just, just, just hearing from God, Aaron had just spoke recently about how he was uh, in the city now, you know, expanding him or extending him. And it's amazing because, and we'll get into that more, the relationship that we have is that the connection is, I had told about a year or two ago, that God was using Restore Life to, to reach the community. And God was gonna strategically place people in the ministry in certain positions in the city for us to move forward in what God has for us in this vision and this agenda. And then when he started, you know, he got his job and some other people are running from offices and some other people have gotten some different positions. It's just amazing how when God gives you something and then you see it manifest, it's just like a wild moment, you know what I'm saying? Because you know he can do it, but you just sometimes question if you heard it correctly. And then when you do and you see God manifest, it's just, it's just been a blessing. So it's great to be here with you guys, uh, just being able to just talk, man, and just learn some more and understand some different brothers. Yeah, yeah. Good deal. So let, let's dive into it. So we're dealing with, you know, let, let's first start with relationships. You know, what, what is, how does the relationship work with pastor and in our case would be your worship leader well we got different titles at my church you know it's called a minister of music worship administrator worship administrator and then wor i'm worship arts pastor he's the yeah. big dog yeah. man so he, he's the worship <laughs> arts pastor you know yeah. <laughs> but but our, our functions is really all the same it's just different titles which doesn't really mean anything but the functions really kind of is all the same so from the pastor's perspective you know because we've talked about it from the, our, our perspective what does that relationship look like if that makes sense you like what because i know there are some watching or may watch that 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 they may not feel connected to their, their pastor they don't know how to connect to them or the pastor don't know how to you know it, it's just it's weird man you know so just from a pastor perspective how do y'all look at worship leaders Music, just overall, is, and that relationship, if that makes sense. Jim, you know, you go forward, or we sure. could just dive in and just... Well, first of all... Yeah, there, there needs to be communication. Rob, he's been a real blessing to work with. I mean, he's, he's a friend, but he's, uh, he calls me boss. <laughs> and uh, I call him Sarge, you know, whatever. We have a good relationship that way, but we're friends. But also, his, his desire is really to, uh, to bless the church, and bigger than that, just to increase the kingdom of God. So... Uh, it's very important, and um, you can't really separate. You can't really separate out all the different parts of a service. You know, the, the greeting and the music and the offering and the preaching and the ministry. Then to chop all that up really doesn't make any sense. It's it's one experience. We're just talking about the Sunday morning thing here, of course, um, and um, but you can't really separate that out. So, uh, you know, what what was obvious to me is Jesus said that. Uh, the Lord is looking for worshipers, and they that worship must worship in spirit and in truth. So, and we're talking about this music ministry as worship, and maybe we'll talk about that because worship is how we submit and love God. But uh, talking about worship as music, uh, it needs to be in the spirit and it needs to be truth. It's definitely not a performance. I've recently uh, uh, met a couple, and they were just uh, uh, a little bit disappointed because their church wanted them to basically perform, do certain little tricks and gimmicks and gadgets and stuff and uh, during the service and he thought, that's just, you know, that's not me. I don't want to, this is not a performance. Even though 
the music can be extremely entertaining. I don't know if they can see bunny ears on the <laughs> podcast, but entertaining. I mean, it's it's enjoyable. It's fun. It's it's uh, uplifting, but uh, it needs to be real. You know, if you're just a real wild guy, then that's cool. Be wild, but you don't put it on. So anyhow, uh, Rob has a real appreciation for that. And so, uh, and we, you know, it's about entering into the presence of God, experiencing Him in a real way. And if, you know, if we're not on the same page, uh, it just doesn't flow right. But um, so, just that's my beginning thoughts on. There's a lot more to be said, of course, about the relationship. But uh, and there's trust there that we've developed, you know, over time, right? When I first started, I would every single word that came out of my mouth was pre-screened. Right. Like, hey, Pastor Jim, can I, you know, this is what I was thinking. This is what I wanted to talk about. You know, this is what I wanted to say right here. And then, you know, you give me your thoughts on it. And that you usually always said, yeah, go ahead. Or you sometimes you'd say, say this. And yeah, and, and me, you might even want to think about doing this at that time or whatever. And, and then at some point, I don't even remember when it was, you're just like, hey, you know, I release you to kind of do that. Right. Like if you feel the spirit or you feel something coming along because we had that that trust you can go ahead and do that, right? And so far, I haven't said anything too stupid, so. Um. <laughs> too stupid. I want to hear from the pastor, but um, something that kind of a, uh, a uh, culture thing at our church is that we want to have an environment where people feel like they can uh, ex- uh, experiment and, and try something. And it's like, you know, hey, if, you, if you're willing to clean up your message, you can try it, you know? So, you know, we'll never grow if we're just constrained you know so you have to trust people and if it doesn't work we just won't do that again if it's really embarrassing you can always apologize whatever you know what i'm saying so we uh so that there's needs to be a level of freedom there or it extinguishes creativity and and even flowing in the spirit you can't flow in the spirit when you feel like someone's watching you yeah that 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 that, that, is, that is tough you know because one one of the things then i'll get to serving jay is when, when you have a, we, we all have creative minds, man, you know, in this, in this position, in the role. So if you don't have that, we're blessed because we all have, have that level of freedom. But, you know, for those who feel like they, they can't, you know, like you just feel stifled, man. You, you get what I'm saying? Like if you don't have that, that freedom to create and to experiment and, and to try things and, you know, it's, it can really be stifling. It, it really can be stifling. Sir, Jay, what's your thoughts, man? I mean, just listening to our passage, he was talking about those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. If you go and look at that passage, he said, I must go through Samaria. He built a relationship with the woman at the well. So you have to have a relationship. Uh, it's very important. And I believe one word that has to be on that relationship is that you have to be intentional. Mm-hmm. When I got here as a pastor, I was intentional. Uh, me and Aaron's relationship is intentional. It's not something that, you know what I'm saying, I say, you know, it can gradually come on. No, we need to be on the same page. And so what happens is when I got there, Aaron would all call me up and say, well, pass something about doing this. And I say, why are you asking me? <laughs> you know, because my thing was is that if I am going to empower you as the minister of music, I'm not going to micromanage you. Because if that's the case, then I should be, you know what I'm saying, the minister of music. You know what I'm saying? So I understand as a pastor coming from the military background of leadership, I am not to, to put hands on everything. I have to trust the people that's working with me. And I don't say working for me because I believe that's a co-labor. I don't like to use that thing that he's working for me. Uh, he's working with me in the gospel. And so I have to trust what God has put in him. And that comes through relationship. It comes through having these conversations. And me and Aaron has the ability and God has blessed us to where it's not always about church. Right. 
We talk about life. Yeah. You know, we talk about everything that pertains to life. And so it doesn't get all churchy. And I'm not a person that, that moves away from, from church and theology because it's very important. But sometimes we just want to have a conversation, man. How you doing, brother? How the family doing, man? How's that going on and so forth and so on? So that relationship has to be very intentional because I don't like to separate it either. I think that Aaron is an extension of what I do. So I don't like to make it separate because it, when it's all said and done, Aaron gets to speak to the, to the church before I even do. He gets to minister to them before I even say anything. And so now he's ministering through song. Then I come and minister through the word. And so it's connected together to the point where it's so amazing for us is that some people think we've rehearsed things. You and Aaron got together. No, we didn't get together because I believe the spirit in this young man and his spirit and mine connects. And so what I don't like to do, I don't even tell Aaron what I want him to sing. I don't even tell Aaron what I want this and that to happen. I trust the spirit in Aaron that he's going to hear from God. And I'm going to hear from God when it comes to the word of God, and it's going to be complete. How, how, how does that approach work for, uh, because I do know, and it's not a right or wrong thing, I just, I know that there are some ministries that everything is planned out. You know, it, it, it scripts so the pastor has, you know, the series of, I'm going to be on this for eight weeks, you know, and, and I do want this song here. I want, and, and nothing against me. I tell you, man, he can text me anytime, say, yo, man, do the song for worship. Boom, got you done. Yeah. You know, but I know there are some ministries where it's like yeah. playing, you know, there, there's no room to wiggle at all. So what, 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 what is that like for in your world? Or Thad, what's that like in, in, in your world, man? Like, do, do you have the freedom or do you, is it more because it's not like that, you know, for me. So I, I don't know. I'm just trying to get a different perspective from that. Yeah. So I, I, I get it's it's kind of a different world at Fellowship because we have a couple couple campuses, and I guess my role is kind of worship arts pastor. So I have multiple worship leaders at campuses, and um, we are a bit structured. As in, uh, we actually sat down and we we prayerfully planned out sermon series. I think for the rest of the year and vision for sermon series up into like 2022 right um now that doesn't say we're doesn't mean we're locked in um and i try to encourage uh, my worship leaders that hey here here's the sermon series uh for next month i think our next our next sermon series is one on rest we're going to do i think five weeks on rest and then we're going to go into advent um after that um i try to use that as a guide to say hey this is where uh, our speaking team is going to be, how can we have one voice? Let 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 God guide you in what you're going to sing, um, what you're going to say, um, and let's all be one voice. Like you were talking about, the, the same spirit is in both of you. You're going to be one voice. So let's let's just be. How do we, as fellowship, speak um, as one mouthpiece? Um, so, yeah, that's good. So, what, what was it like in your world, Rob? It's well, you know, that gym is sitting right here, man. You can be honest, man. No, no, no. I'll be, yeah, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. So, you know, I'm military uh, too, and so uh, you know, chain of command and submission to authority and all that kind of stuff is just a natural part of my life, right? It's a, you know, it's easy to understand. And Pastor Jim is the boss. Pastor Jim is the worship leader at River Song. 
right? I'm just the person that that administrates the the music, gets the team ready, right. you know, talks to people about what we're going to be doing, uh, those types of things. Pastor Jim has been called to shepherd that church, and I operate under his authority, right? And and the level of freedom that he gives me is nice, you know. But if he uh, chose to lead me in a different way, I would still follow that. Or if he said, hey, I, you are, have this song on here, but I don't think we need to play it. Okay, we're not playing it. You know, like that, and I kind of have that, that feeling. So for me, the freedom is nice, you know, to operate like that. And every week I call and say, hey, you know, what's on your mind? Are you preaching this week? Is it somebody else? Uh, you know, do you have any songs you want us to do? Anything like that? And he'll provide his, his input. But other than that, pretty much lets me, you know, run with it. And I think, you know, when, in talking to this, our churches, it sounds like you guys are operating, you know, as, as one, you know, team, you know, very free, and we're operating very, very free and independent. But those structured churches, I don't think we want to say anything and put out the idea that that's negative in no, any way, no, yeah. right? Because that's just a leadership way. And, and, yeah. and I think, you know, worship leaders that work under those, those types of leaders, they're still fulfilling their calling and, and doing something good for their... What and, do you think, and, boss? And, and I think, and I got you, it, you know, it's, that's what it's not a bad thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Honestly, I, I think it's good for us to experience both worlds. Yeah. Honestly, I, I mean, it, it's because it, it shows... What, one thing I do love about, you know, in, in worship service that, that was structured, you know, it... it it just brought a different side of me, mm-hmm. you know, and to be more intense, you know, which which was nothing bad. It just I had to pull on another another side, a side of air, you know. And then when you go to to your house, man, you know, you have that that freedom to do. I think it's, it's both. I think it's good to experience both, you know, just. Um, yeah. What are you going to say? I was just going to say I we call our our set list. We call it a wine skin. Which it's you know wine skin is supposed to stretch you know an old wine skin will explode but a wine skin you put you say okay here's three songs uh, and and we and we prepare so we learn the song we practice them we learn the lyrics and, and we're ready to go and then so that when it's time for that part of the service we don't have to think about chords and structures and where to we repeat and all that stuff it's just we have our minds on the Lord so so in that sense we're very uh, prepared. But then uh, to allow the spirit to move. Now, the, the, the side of that is that some folks just like, oh, we don't, we're, we don't even have, need to have a re, uh, rehearsal. We're going to just flow in the spirit. And, and I believe in flowing in the spirit, but uh, often that is just a spirit of lazy and kind yeah. of a spirit of stupid, too. Because <laughs> you just, you know, oh, we're just believing God. Well, and, it, and it's a train wreck. And it's not, doesn't glorify God. It's out of, and, and people are, you know, trying to worship the Lord and they're getting jerked around because no one knows what they're doing. And so, you know, uh, so flowing with the spirit really means that hearing him and going after that, but then to be well prepared, God will bless that. You know, you're talking about planning sermon series for six months. Like, oh, how can you flow in the spirit six months out? Well, why not? God knows, you know, he knows yeah, exactly. Time. So, uh, yeah, uh, well, let's be let's be real about this again. Chad, you yeah. want to say something? Yeah. No, yeah, I just think I, I th- I'm, I'm a firm believer that God has created differences. Right. Um, and I think we as churches have to operate within what our culture like we, if, if you, I've came from a really small church. The culture was more free, right? Moved to fellowship. The culture's more structured, um, and I think God. What, what you see in the Old Testament um, and the New Testament is God working through 
culture um worked through the 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 culture of the jew like the jewish culture to bring about a plan right so god it's it's i, I feel like we sometimes feel like we have to i need to be more like river song i need to be more like you guys right no let's just be who god has created us to be work within that culture um and let god use it you know so just to what you were saying about like there's nothing wrong with I, but i do think there are extremes like you said i, th- I think there are extremes that we can be extremely like I got about 10 minutes. What should I sing today? Um, or we have to be so structured to where, no, we can't move from this at all. I yeah. think we have to watch out for extremes. Um, well, we've been going through a thing right now. We're going to have to go through a potentially big change to our operation because Thursday nights has been our practice night. Well, our band members have kind of changed and shifted, and now Thursday night is not a night that like anybody can make it. You know, it's like me and Pastor Jim on Thursday night, you know, maybe Luke, you know, that can make it on Thursday night. So we're going to have to talk to the team about, you know, potentially deciding when can the rehearsal be. We put this intermediate fix in place, which is come in earlier on Sunday morning. But really what we want to do is be able to come in, you know, Friday night, Saturday, something, you know, when everybody can be there, talk about it, figure out what key we're going to sing the song in, you know, all that kind of stuff and then do it. Um, And I think, you know, we just have to, that's that. We've recognized that our, the structure of our schedule isn't going to work for our team anymore. So now we have to kind of adjust. And so, you know, Spirit-Filled, there's a book by uh, Bob Kaufman called Worship Matters. I don't know if you guys have read that before. And he talks in there about how, you know, there are definite uh, sp- Spirit-Filled planning sessions. He's like, you know, it's not as, you know, fun as a service and, you know, celebratory or whatever, but you can definitely be in the presence of God and filled with the Spirit of God while you're planning out what you're going to say or what you're going to play. And so I think, you know, I I get, you know, like you're saying, the balance, holding it right there in the middle is probably pretty good. I do do think God will work in a a more free culture and God will work in a more structured culture because God, God, I don't, he's God. He's, he's God, God. and yeah. I don't think he—I don't think he's up there saying, "Well, I, I can't work in this church because it's too free, or I can't work in this church because it's too structured," you know. So, that's an awesome thing about God is He meets us where we're at. Um, so, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. With, with Rob, man, we had to uh, make that big shift as well. Um, the pandemic actually—that's why I say it, it was, it's been a blessing. Because it's, you're able to, even with the, the, the worship flow and, and how everything, you're able to just take a step back and really just look at what needs to, to shift, what needs to be moved, where, where, where is the church going, where is the pastor headed, where is he going, where, you know, and how, the, how can you, the, the ministry that you over line up with, with that, you know, and, and being intentional with your, your songs and stuff, man, but it, to your rehearsal point, man, because Tuesday nights was our rehearsals, mm-hmm. you know. I, actually, man, when when, when I started, because I started on drums, so this is a church, man, that I was raised in. So I started on drums, went to Keys, started working with youth ministry, and now minister music, you know. Mm-hmm. And so our nights, man, was crazy. We had Monday night band rehearsal, <laughs> Tuesday night choir rehearsal. Wednesday night Bible study, and then we come back on Sunday. This is pre service. Well, and that know. Tuesday, Tuesday comes fast, man. It, right? Like <laughs> it comes fast, man. You know. So looking back, taking a step back, I'm like, okay, hold up, man. We have a younger family, you know, mm-hmm. people working. You know, I, I, 
have a family now, you know, so that during the week stuff, man, I w- it was like you, it was more like it wasn't working, yeah. you know, because if, if now you're getting off that five o'clock, you got to do homework with your daughter or something like that, you got this, and then you got to be rehearsed at seven o'clock, and then you're back now, you're at the church three times a week, and this is why I, I, it's good to flow with, with, with your pastor, because he's, I say this good, he's at the church where he needs to be. But we don't need to be. So I took that same approach. And I was like, hey, y'all, we, we're here when we need to be. Like, if we don't need to be here, then we're, I'm not going to. If he's not here three or four days out of the week, we don't need to be up in here, man. And all your day is consumed in the church. You feel what I'm saying? So what we did, and I actually got this idea from, this is why it's good to bounce ideas. I pulled it off of what, what the Adam do at Fellowship, man. They arrived early on Sundays. You know, everybody has the music. Now, sometimes that's a good or it could be a bad thing because you got to know your music, you know, on that. But we arrive early, you know, and get our rehearsal in. Everybody has the music. You have to come prepared, you know, as a So leader. that's both of you guys? That's your standard? Yeah. All the time? Yeah. So I don't do during the week, man. We, we come Sunday. Our service starts at 11.15. We come at 9.45 and we start rehearsal, you know. But now the expectation is you got to know your stuff. Yeah. And then the expectation for me is I need to know what I'm doing. You know, because we're all in there, you know, sound check, everything is there, man. So by 11.15, we're ready to go. And that has actually been working well for us because now your whole week is free. Okay. You feel what I'm saying? And you can spend more time with family. Family is a big push, you know, so you can spend more time with family. You don't have to worry about, I got to be here, got to be there, got to do this. Sunday morning, is, that's our commitment. I'm like, if you're coming on to any team, your Sunday morning, I'll commit to that Sunday, you know, and the Bible study, commit to that because that, that's the only time we have, mm-hmm. you know, and if we need to do something throughout the week, we can do a Zoom call, we can meet or, you know, one-on-one stuff, man. So that, that's, I had to make that shift too, mm-hmm. and it's been working. Okay. Uh, Pastor, something you said earlier, talking about your relationship with Aaron and flowing together, and um, I was thinking about the example, I use it during marriage counseling, you have a husband and a wife and they're kind of not so together but the closer they approach to Jesus the closer they get to each other and so it's the same way with a, a worship pastor and the pastor and as far as that goes all the congregants too the more we all draw closer to the Lord the closer we get together to where you know when the scripture says and we have the mind of Christ means that we have the mind of Christ and we have the same spirit so if God thinks that it should be dinging in our own head you know so but um uh, so th- that's important that we all have a, a relationship with jesus if some if you're just not walking in obedience then there's going to be some hiccups bad but uh, just a cool example about that a couple weeks ago uh, steve main preached for us and he preaches several times a year for us and uh, uh thinking about putting together a list it was a week you were gone i believe and so i thought you know what uh Gosh, let's do that song, I Am No Victim. I don't know if you heard of it, but it's, it's a great song. But uh, so anyhow, it, it, just a few minutes later, I get a text from Steve. Hey, Steve, or St- uh, Pastor, do you, Steve said, could we do that song, uh, I Am Who He Says he, uh, I Am and He Is Who He Says He Is? And I go, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, t- I texted him right back. and I said, oh, my golly, what's going on, dude? I mean, just like I'm mean, this song out of hundreds of songs that we know, I felt like, you know, we should do that this week. And then within a minute or two, he texts me and says, hey, can we do that song? And I'm like, oh, my gosh. But that's just, I think God does stuff like that to mess with us. 
But it's kind of cool to know. I mean, it's literally the truth that we have the same spirit in us. So it makes sense that we can flow together. And it's a beautiful thing to see. You, you have to know those that labor among you. You have to know that. Now, where Aaron has a range, other people might not have that same range. Mm -hmm. Because when you have a relationship with people, you know certain people you can trust to, to move forward. And you, some people you might have to give a little guidance. Mm -hmm. Uh, and like I say, there's no right or wrong in, the, in that particular statement for us. I'm a military guy, so we, I understand structure, love structure. But then I also understand that there has to be a point in time where you find that balance to let somebody give them a little, you know what I'm saying, a little room for them to, to, to have their creativity. And what I love about it is that um, for me and Aaron, it's like it's almost, and I hope you can catch this, it's almost like you need to be in order without giving so much orders without giving so many orders. You need to stay in order without giving so many orders. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so when you have that connection, it's great. And because the way we flow, I can be preaching and, when, and doing the message at the, towards the end when I, you know, going to, to, to prophetic or whatever. Aaron will make up a song on the spot that God gives him. And he would just flow right into it. They had never rehearsed it, never. And it just goes into a flow because I truly believe that when you connect it in the spirit, there's no confusion in that. that. He's not the author of confusion. And so I trust him enough that if he's going to come up with a song, God gave him that song, and it's going to flow in everything we're doing. You have to have that relationship. I just don't really think that it's, it's going to be, and people can tell when it's not. Right. Give an example. This is, this, is, this is crazy because it's just not even just in, inside the church. I had moved to the parking lot, uh, and we was doing parking lot ministries. And, and, and I was talking, you know, and they had did, I think, two weeks in a row. And Aaron was sitting in the car with his mom, and she, he said, he told his mom, I didn't know anything about this. They told me after the fact. Aaron told his mom and said, this right here is the last week we're going to do a uh, parking lot. We're going back to stream. She said, how you know? You talk to Servant Jay? <laughs> He's like, nah. He said, I'm just telling you. And so about that time, at the end, I said, you know, this is our last Sunday <laughs> in the parking lot. We're going to go back to stream. And she looked at him like, how do you know? Because he's walked with me, and we have conversations enough to where he like, he has my heart. He understands my heart. As a pastor, he, he can pretty much ask or answer a question if someone say, hey, we want your pastor to go do this. He can almost answer for me. Now, he gives me that liberty to say, I'm not going to take him for granted because that's what you can't do in a relationship is take each other for granted. So he'll come and ask me, but at the end of the day, I'm pretty much going to say what he was going to tell, tell him anyway because of that walk together. Yeah. Yeah. I, th I think it's solid, man. You know, and that, that's above all, all relationship is important, you know, and we've, we've talked about this in our other podcast, all relationship is important, but, but that, that pastor and, 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 and worship leader relate or whatever title is relationship, that got to be solid, man, because if, if not, like I said, people can tell, you know, and, and I've, I'm not saying that you you don't have your, your, your disagreements or you don't have, and that's an inner relationship, you know, it, it, but it just got to be solid, man. You know, and there, I do joke up sometimes, but people ask me, man, do you think your pastor do this? And in my head, I'm like, nah, I ain't going to do that. I said, nah, I ain't going to do that. No, no, no. But I'll be like, hey, I'll go ahead and be like, hey, Sergeant Jay, da 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 and hit me back. I'll be like, well, I told y'all you want to go. <laughs> but you know what's so great about that, too, is that, and don't get me wrong, there are times when I've told Aaron, I need this song sung. Right. There are times when that happens, you know what I'm saying? Because there are certain things that God put in my spirit for us to make sure that we're on the same page. But also, man, I, I, just, I just look at it in its, in its totality, man. It's just a great thing to have someone that's connected. You know what I'm saying? Because, like I say, he's touching the people first. 
You know, I come out for praise and worship. That's another thing that blows my mind that pastors don't come out for praise and worship. I don't understand that, and I'm not knocking on nobody, but I need praise and worship just like everybody else. So just to sit in the back room until it's done blows my mind. You know what I'm saying? So I come out to be a part of that, too, because I need to praise God. I need to be in worship with God, with the people, because we're in this thing together. The reason why I took the name even Servant J is because I didn't want to put myself here, and the saints think they was here. Mm -hmm. We all level at the cross. We're trying to get this thing together. We're trying to move in this thing together. They, they, they're with me in this journey. And so I never want to put that distance. Now, I am called for 45 minutes or so to get up. You know what I'm saying? He elevates me to minister to God's people, and then I sit right back down with the people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so that's just the relationships, and, and, and not with just Aaron, but I try to have with everybody in the church. But our relationship, it, it, it has to be on point because we're ministering together. That's so important because people will will watch you and they'll see the way the pastor worships. That's what they'll not imitate, but it's what it just seems the right thing to do. And uh, it, that's always interesting. Uh, it's funny, though, kind of a bunny trail here. When I say something stupid in church or tell one of my crazy jokes, everybody always looks at my wife. <laughs> that lets you know who's in, who's in charge. But uh, uh, another story, my uh, father-in-law, who was a pastor for years, took me to a uh, really on-fire Pentecostal church down in Dayton once. <laughs> and on the way in the car, he says, I want you to notice something. During the, the, we call it song service back in the day. Just watch during the song service. Man, they'll, they'll do a couple red-hot songs. And probably about the second song, the pastor will put his hands on his hips and start bouncing like a pogo stick. And then you'll see every guy in the whole place will start doing that. And I thought, well, okay. And sure enough, man, about the second, second line of I'll fly away or meeting in the air, you know, the pastor starts bouncing and all the men just start bong, 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 <laughs> bong, bong. It was amazing. But, uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, it's just, that's, that's just, uh, you, you, um, what is it? Better felt than tell you, you, what you see is what you absorb. And so, uh, but it, it's, but it is so important to be part, you're part of the congregation too. You're the pastor and to, but the people will look at the worship team as, um, almost like superstars, and when you will come down and sit with them or greet them after church, man, it's so good to have you here, and like, wow, man, that guitar guy just said hi to me. It's important to them. Now, of course, we're not, we don't take that as a, you know, you know what I'm saying. Uh, it's fun, but uh, it's so important to be there with the folks and uh, and it just to be an example to them. And, yeah, if, so, if the pastor, you know, you have them praising and worship and people are just worshiping God like crazy and the pastor just said they're poking away on his Facebook or something, that's not, not going to go well. Yeah. That's gonna, things are going to go flat. Yeah, and I, I'm fortunate because Pastor Jim, for anybody that doesn't know, is one of the greatest guitarists in Springfield, right? And so he's on the worship team. That's what I was going to Standing get behind like, me, right? Y'all have an interesting relationship, bro, because the yeah, pastor— I'm, I'm it's on yeah. you submitting to him, uh, yeah. but during that worship time, he submits to you. Have you ever thought about firing him? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> there, there. You know, I love it because you know um, that example, like what you're talking about. Um, have you guys ever? This is a, a bunny story right here. This is how our worship team practices too, right? Like we stand around with our instruments on for 30 minutes and talk about whatever, and then we actually get to it. And uh, have you guys seen that movie Soul? Yes. So um, this guy, and they talk about like um, that when you're in the zone, 
right? When you're in between like consciousness and unconsciousness and every, and you're just playing like you never played before. And that guy plays the piano while Pastor Jim plays guitar. And I can tell when he is in the worship zone because all of a sudden in the middle of a song, you know, and, and, uh, and he'll just start ripping it up. And right afterwards, I'll, you know, usually say something to him or maybe just stop singing or whatever and just watch him or let him go or whatever and just say something like, that was pretty sweet, you know? And that that, was, now, now, this is interesting because all three are guitar players, yeah. right? So for those, you know, on, Rob, Thad, and, and Pastor Jim is guitar players. So how, Jim, how long, I mean, where did you start with guitar? Well, well with me, when I saw the Beatles on Ed Sullivan's show, I thought, man, I need to get me one of those. And it's just so fascinating. Just learned and played rock and roll for probably. Let me ask you this, what, though, Pastor Jim. Was it because of the musicianship, or was it because of the women that the Beatles were <laughs> I need to know that. I need to know that. Honestly, I was just fascinated with the instruments okay. and the music. <laughs> All right. And the girls screaming and yelling. That didn't happen for me yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you're married, so you have one. Still waiting on it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, and so, and then, what, that was at age about 14, so uh, I got saved when I was uh, 24, so, what, 10 years later. So, for about 10 years, I'm rocking and rolling and doing all that stuff, and then uh, when I got saved, it was just natural to get in there and start playing. It was funny, I'm, I'm an old rock and roller, blues player, and all this stuff, and <clears throat> doing all this kind of music, and then I end up in this old Appalachian country Pentecostal church, you know, where everything is different, but it was so fun for me. It was a really, a really good thing to, uh, uh, to flow into. So, uh, yeah, God will use your gifts, and uh, and those I I gotta say they accepted me. I came in there with my blue jeans with holes in them, long hair, and little John Lennon glasses, and on my motorcycle, and they received me into that culture. And and uh, it's a good thing I married the preacher's daughter. So yeah, and I can't. Yeah, remember, what was that song world. we played recently? I don't know. We were playing it, and it was a eight. I was trying. To, we were trying to do a new song on Sunday morning practice only, you know. And that's a little kind of a bold thing to do. Um, but Pastor Jim was working on the solo or something, and it just wasn't quite there. And I and I just reached over and said, "Hey, play it country." And uh, and all, one of the best guitar solo licks that I've heard at River Song since. Then. So that's that was your uh, Appalachian training coming through there. Yeah. You know, it was Fat, awesome. Fat, what about you, man? How, how long have you been playing? Yeah, uh, I think I picked it up when I was 13. So 38 now. So, yeah. You're 38, bro. I am getting old. Wow, man. 38 is young now. So we got four musicians and a rapper. Wow. Yeah, I'm going to get there, man. Wow. Oh, you're good. Oh, okay. I'm okay. going to get there, yeah. I'm wow. So 13. Nice. Did you just pick it up, start playing by ear? Did you? Yeah, so I, I, I um, my my dad had a, uh, man, I, it was so hard to play because the strings were like, felt like two inches off the fretboard. And um, he taught me a couple chords and had a hymn book and then just wrote the G, C, and D, and E minor, I think. Um, get it e done. Yeah. About 70, 75% of worship songs. <laughs> <laughs> we, we could use some minor chords there. Um, yeah, and that's what that's what got me started. So, Rob, what about you, man? When you started playing, man? Well, I started on the piano when I was four years old, and so piano is kind of my primary instrument. And then around sixteen, I picked up the guitar, and uh, you know, I'll lead from the piano every once in a while. But 
I just find it's easier with the guitar, right? Like it, you're hitting chords and stuff like that. So, and you're standing up and you're, you know, you can move around a little bit. And so from a worship leading perspective, I prefer to be on the guitar. Uh, but yeah, so about four years old, piano, and then 16 on the guitar. I can't, I, I uh, we have one, one of our musicians, man, uh, what y'all know, Peanut. Yeah. We all play with and uh, he teases, he, we, we joke a lot, man, because when he's there, I, I, I personally do not like leading with any instrument in front of me. Yeah. I can, I can do it, but I don't like to. I, I move too much. Yeah. I, I just, I mean, <laughs> I move too much, man. Like, I, 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 don't, I don't stand in one place. So sometimes, man, uh, the musicians, they, they tell me, be like, <laughs> yo, cut Aaron out the ears. Like when I'm playing keys, they're like, pull me, pull him out the ears, take him down because I'm hitting the wrong chord. I'm missing <laughs> hits. I'm missing, you yeah. know, because I'm, I'm leading, man. So, or, <laughs> or if I'm leading, man, I, my right hand, man, would just play the same one chord the whole time because I know they're going to hit the one at some point. <laughs> so, in your ear, ear, there's a ding, ding, One, one ding, in four chances. One, yeah. you know. So they're like, cut in out the ears, man. Take, 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 you know, but I can do it. So I, I, guitar players, man, I, I admire you, you know, how you can lead and, and strum and just play because guitar is not easy, you know. And, and we're all music. Mr. J is a rapper. That, that's a completely different realm. And I think we talked about that one. Do you ever go up there? Do you ever, like, incorporate that skill into the... Praise. I did. I did songs. when we was doing the secession plan. I, I, I did a rap, uh, and actually uh, dealing with Peanut, he produced a single I did along okay. with his wife, who was like my daughter in the ministry. She sung the background vocals. Okay. So yeah. I, I, it's just one of those things, man. For me, it, it's different now because you know, just like any other thing, you have to stay on your craft. Uh, once I gave my life to Christ or whatever, what I used to rap about, I couldn't rap no more. <laughs> I'm just being 100, you know what I'm saying? If they got any of the lost tapes or mixtapes from back in the day, please do not surface because I would be in trouble, you know what I'm saying? But, uh, and then as I came into my walk with God, it, it's just amazing how if he gives you a gift, it, it can be used for him as well. And so the only time I really write now that I'm spirit-led, if I'm inspired by, by, by God or the spirit, and that's when that happened with that, that, that one track that I produced, well, Peanut produced, is that he gave it to me and just, it just comes together. It's amazing how when God gives you something, you don't have to strain. It just comes together, you know, and so when, I, when it came together, I just flowed with it and, and that's where it was. So if he ever, t you know, inspires me again, I'll write again, but it's not something that I constantly do right now. I don't even walk around the house sometimes freestyle. I don't even do that anymore like I used to, but it was one time where I would freestyle for two straight hours, you know what I'm saying, because that was something I was constantly doing. So that's, you know, that's where I'm at right now. But I have an ear for music. I like me. When I hear something, I can say it's nice or not nice. Because I come from a family of singers. My whole family sings. You know what I'm saying? And so I come from that. I, you know, I, I didn't get blessed with that particular gift where I can hold a note. I'm not somebody just going to make your ears hurt if I sing. But, but I, I prefer not to. I prefer people who got the gift to do that to do what they do. What, what, what is the one thing, man, that, you know, we, we get ready to wrap it up here because I definitely want to get to the topic that, as Jim hit earlier, the, the difference with, with worship and with the music. And we've talked about this in the last time, our, our last ep, uh, podcast, which aired today, um, was dealing with tradition. 
and, and how do we feel tradition has hindered the church from moving forward. Um, but we was talking about being intentional with our words. Obviously, I mentioned some about being intentional with our words, and we throw that word worship around just loosely. And worship is not just music. We confine it to just music, you know, and worship is a lifestyle. It's, it's not, that's the vehicle, you know. I, I think music is a, is a vehicle, is a tool, but that's not wor- worship within itself. So I want to get to that. I want to I end with that. But before I get there, what's the one thing you look for from a past perspective in a worship leader? Do you look at gift, like, you know, you at least need to be able to sing, or is it just straight all spiritual first? That's directly to, to passing. What, what's your first? Because it's interesting because, Rob, you weren't a member of Riversong, so you, you were brought on, so there had to be something, Jim, that you, you know, looked at and said, man, Rob, Rob is a good fit. Same way with you, Thad. You know, you wasn't a member there. Me, it's different because I was, I grew up in, in, in the church. But then again, Sir Jay could have been like, no, I'm going to go another route. You know, he didn't have to do that. So what's the first thing you look for as pastors in, in, that, in this particular position? Well, well it, ha- it really has to be both. There has to be a skill there. Like you said, you know, when you sing, you don't hurt people's ears, but some people do hurt. <laughs> Sometimes they hurt my feelings when they sing. It's like, oh. Uh, so, uh, so there has to be a skill uh, to be able to, to direct the team, to lead a team, and, to, uh, and, and then, of course, to be able to, uh, you know, like we talked about, to be able to understand who the Holy Spirit is and how to minister the Spirit to others through, uh, through that music. So the, the skill is definitely there. Um, the skill without God's presence and God's anointing is just, it's just not good at all when it's just uh, performance and, uh, and that's not good. I mean, I don't have any problem with, you know, uh, hiring, you know, a horn section to come in on a special service. They don't know Jesus, but man, it might really minister to them to be a part. You know, it's not that you have to be, you know, Holy Ghost filled, speaking in tongues, running, running circles to qualify. But, uh, but for the leader they have to be, first of all, a worshiper of God, which, again, like you said, is not the music. It has to do with submission. So you really have to look at both. And uh, Leonard Ravenhill in his book, Why Revival Terry, says the first question we should ask uh, candidates to be a pastor is, what's your prayer life look like? And so it really should be the same way. I haven't asked Rob that, but we have to know that there's a relationship with God first and then say, okay, let me see what your voice is like. Well, you know, it, you know, so... I would rather take someone that's highly anointed that maybe only knows, you know, three chords. They need a capo for every other song, you know, (laughs) and and maybe their voice would get a little pitchy every now and then. I'd rather have that as long as they can really bring the presence of God than have someone that's just an all star that, you know, there's nothing, you know, nothing there. Uh, For me, I I would probably say where where that's important, the the, the skill, the talent for me is obeying the word of God. That was the, one of the first things I looked at, obeying the word of God, because you can't outsing your life. If your life is jacked up, it doesn't make any difference. You know what I'm saying? How much singing you're doing. So I, I wanted to see him outside 
of, of, of praise and worship outside the church four walls? How is he looked at in the community? How do people respond to him? How do they, how do they speak of him? Because obedience to the word of God. So now when they come into the service and they see him in praise and worship, they now saying, okay, not only can he do praise and worship, but I'm going to listen because his lifestyle matches what he's singing. And we got to be very careful that because that's the thing that, that is so amazing. You cannot outsing your life. That's solid. If your life is, is, is all in disobedience, it doesn't make any difference. People are going to come in there and while the whole time you sing and they're looking at you like, oh, you was just doing this last night. How are you going to try to sing to me and worship <laughs> me into God's presence? You yeah. know what I'm saying? So yeah. for me, it would be obedience to the word of God. And so that's that. And that's the thing that's really tough in today's time because nobody really, I ain't going to say nobody, many people want to present their gifts without obeying the word. Yeah. And so you have to be mindful of that, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, we as pastors, we have to look at that. And sometimes when you hold people accountable, they get mad. They get upset. They leave the church. And I'm cool with people leaving the church if I'm holding you to the word of God because I'm holding myself to that. Doesn't mean you're perfect. Doesn't mean you're, you're, you don't make mistakes. What I'm talking about is a lifestyle. If you have a lifestyle of sin, I ain't say that you messed up last night, but if you have a lifestyle of it, we got to find out what's going on. What, 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 what is your, you know, uh, and, and like I said, I'm leaning on, on, on Rob with that because you guys, you're different. Your, your situation was different. So, Rob, when you came to Riversong, what was something that you were looking for in the church and in the pastor? And this is, you know, we, we know each other, but those who watch, man, these, these are questions that people, I know for a fact, struggle with. Yeah. Relationship, they, they just struggle. So what is... What did you look for in that? Movie? So when I came to River Song and this whole thing, you know, Kelly Rogers uh, went to lunch with my wife and said, hey, our worship leader just left, you know. And at that same exact time, um, I had been playing at a small church on a, on a worship team. And, you know, you guys know the story about, you, you may not have heard it, but, you know, I was walking away from the Lord for many, many years and came back to this small church and they you know, kind of fed me, you know, and, and groomed me and, and all this kind of stuff. And then, and I felt the Lord really calling on my life. Like I was playing the piano, at, playing the piano, playing the drums, whatever they needed at this small church. And, and I really felt like he's calling me to, to lead, to do something else. And I didn't know what to do with that really, because, you know, I don't know. I wasn't a pastor. I was just a guy on the worship team. Right. And, uh, and then the whole Kelly, uh, thing happened with my wife and all of that, and I, I really felt like God was speaking to me, saying, "Go here." And so I don't think I was looking for anything at River Song, gotcha. other than to to answer the call. And um, and when I met Pastor Jim, I think it was pretty much you know an instant, you know, friendship. Was we went to breakfast and just talked about some stuff, and we've been doing it ever since. And um, it's it's hard. It's, you know? it's hard not to, to, to connect with, with Jim. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If if you can't connect with Pastor Jim, I mean, I ain't saying something's wrong with you. But it, it's just you got some people that it's just a genuine you know what I'm saying? It's just Yeah. It's just genuine. It's just like, man, it, it's just that's just easy. And I try to follow his example, right? Like I'm in his church and under his authority and I try to follow Pastor Jim's example on how to live his life, right? You know, and I feel like okay, I'm in this position and I've been trusted to do this thing. But, you know, if I pretend to be perfect because I'm not, people are going to know that. And so, you know, when I'm going through, you know, when I'm having problems at work or if I'm having problems in my marriage or I'm having problems, even, you know, um, kind of dry times in my walk with the Lord, 
Like, I'm very open with that with Pastor Jim and with the church to say, you know, I'm here with you guys. And, and my personal, you know, experience right this second doesn't change who God is, yeah. right? And it doesn't change the fact that he's worthy of praise. And, and I've been asked to stand here and praise him with you. And so, and that's what I, you know, and I try to hold myself accountable by, you know, making sure I'm honest about those things. It was funny when we met, uh, Kelly had told me, you got to meet my friend Rob and Sarah. They're, you know, they're, uh, they're worship leaders. I've known them forever. And yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. And then she, a few weeks later, hey, have you talked to Rob? Yet? No, no. And, you know, she gave me the number. And, you know, it, I don't know how long, how long of a period of time, but it's like, yeah, 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 okay, okay, and fine, and you know, and then we finally just set a date, and like, bingo, it was a connection. It's just kind of funny that I, uh, uh, I wasn't dragging my feet. I just wasn't. Uh, yeah, you were, man. I, <laughs> I just being a sluggard, basically. But uh, but it was interesting that God put that together, and that uh, Kelly it was cool that she would be in persistence. And no kid, you really okay? You'd really like these guys, all right? And. Uh, so it isn't always like a clap of thunder, you know, and a voice from heaven. You know, it's just sometimes you just listen to your friends and and uh, do the next uh, reasonable thing, next logical thing. How do you get led by God? Do the next logical thing, the thing that makes sense, you know, in your spirit with the Lord. So, yeah. Yeah. And now, and it turns out, you know, turns out that I'm a rock and roller, and Pastor Jim is a rock and roller, <laughs> like you know, and it's just we're able to. <laughs> enjoy that that it's been it's been nice it's it's, it's amazing man and that you know we could if you could jump in man if you have to say anything but just again you know romans god works all things. god is strategic man he, he really is and he works all things and he, he knows the end he knows all of that I, I i've never i've always had this idea and i shared it with you all with you both, the concept of, you know, like the Unified Worship Collective, man, and, and worship leaders, past just sitting around like we're doing, man, just talking, doing podcasts. I've always had that, man, but I couldn't find people who were really committed to do it with me. Not that I need somebody to do it with me. I just, but how are you going to be unified? You're doing it by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> what type yeah. of unity is that? Right. You know, but, <laughs> but when, when, Jim and I have been, been rocking for years, man, and he connected me with, with Rob, you know, instant connection there, you know. I'm sure Jim and, and Servant Jay, connection there as pastors. And then me and Thad, I just invited Thad to my office one time, and we just sat, you know, and, and from there just an instant connection, and, and now it, it's first here. So how God works all of that, you know, to, to, to get that, man. So it, it was just interesting. Not interesting, but it's amazing. Yeah. Well, now Thad leads our locker room that I'm a part of, and one of our elders from our church goes there too. Jeremy um, is in our locker room, so it's kind of a everybody's just it, we're getting unified. You're getting unified, man. We're getting unified you out know. here. Yeah. What's up, Thad? What you got, man? Uh, what do I got with what? With what? I have no I, idea. So I think, I think you, 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 did, you did ask like what were we looking for. So when I when I went to oh, fellowship, yeah, yeah, thank you. I was not looking. Actually, I wasn't even looking at, at going to fellowship. I grew up in a church. 35 years, I think, was it was my home, you know, and I felt prompting to move on somewhere else, and I said it to God, if you, if this is what you want, confirm it in my wife, so we're unified. Um, that happened, we moved to fellowship, and we sat, I sat at Spring Hill for probably about a year, and I was approached multiple times about, hey, you, you play the guitar, why don't you get on, why don't you join the worship team, and I'm just like, no, this is... It's a time of rest for me and my family, um, and we're just going to rest. We're going to sit here, um, 
and it just it's just a season of rest um until chad wilson who was the worship arts or i think he was like worship different title whatever a title means he was he obviously had his job right whatever his title was i had it maybe it's a little bit different now but or he had whatever my title is he had it different whatever <laughs> you guys you understand what i'm trying we to say um he, he resigned and i had multiple people say you should you should apply you should apply and i'm like no i'm not i'm not qualified for that job um and I remember one day just at work, I worked at a, uh, in a warehouse throwing boxes into a trailer, right? And I was praying, and I said, Lord, if I've had multiple people come to me about this, if this is something that you want, have someone approach me from the church, right? I shouldn't have said that because then that was a Friday, and then that Sunday, uh, Jeremy Hudson, who is our senior pastor there, came up to me and was like, what would it look like to get you on this worship team? Like, you've been here for two years now, just sitting back here, and then what would it look like? And I thought, man, I, I guess that's an answer to prayer. Um, so here I am. I wasn't really looking to be on the worship team, or uh, nor did I feel qualified to be in the role that I'm in now, but God's got other plans, I guess. So. Good deal. Good right. deal. As we wrap up, man, and we just, you know, hit on that, that just worship in general, you know, and, you know, we, we talk, man. I'm like, Worship is not just music, you know, as we said, it, it's, it's beyond that, but what, what, I'm trying to figure out how, 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 how to word this, man. I think the state of worship, if that, where, where it is now, the culture of worship, I think it's, 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 I'm trying to gather it, man trying to gather the right way to say it, you know, so it don't, so I, so I don't, you know, I, I'm known for saying stuff, man, and, and <laughs> on live stream that offend, people could be offended by, but the state of worship I feel is, is becoming more showy. I, I, I don't know, like it is, thank you, it's, it's just I different, man, I, I, I don't, I don't know, man. Holy Spirit will drop it. Y'all get what I'm trying to. It's it's just really. I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's people think that okay. Here we go. People think that this little 20 minute spot that we have carved out in our service for some worship songs, praise and worship songs. That's good enough. I'm cool with that. And how do you shift that? Because that that's not all we talk about. That offering is worship. How you treat your family is worship. How you live is worship. Yes. It, it goes beyond. It's our, it, it's our lifestyle, man. But but even people who are in our position think <laughs> that this 15 to 20 minute that, you know, we do here is good enough, man. And I feel like it's, it's, it's our worship is, y'all probably can't see it. It's just like going down, man. It's just... I don't know, man. I, I'm kind of all over the place, man. But that's yeah. what this podcast. That's what we do. But just kind of what you. I, I, Romans twelve, uh, two says to submit your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. That is your spiritual act of worship, right? And I think we have this Western mentality of worship is raising our hands and singing and playing and lights and no, like our spiritual act of worship is. Uh, the Jewish people knew 
worship as sacrifices, right? We bring a sacrifice of praise. Um, so us picking up that cross daily, denying ourselves, is our spiritual act of worship. And that should be, you said, you, it's a lifestyle, right? It's how you live. Um, it's not just getting up there playing the right chords or wrong chords, Aaron. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was, that was the... Pastor Jim taught me, I don't even know if you remember when we had this conversation, but it's one of the most poignant examples of what a worship team's role is um, in a church, right, or in the church. Remember when you were talking about how the Israelites, when they'd go into battle, would be like worship team to the front, forward march, right? And so, and those horns and the, you know, the, the drums, the percussion instruments, whatever they had up there, um, that, those sounds struck fear into the hearts of their enemies because they knew that God was coming, right? And so, you know, the worship team isn't going to go out there and, and fight and do all this kind of stuff. The worship team isn't, you know, they're not, they're not the message, they're not this, they're not that. They are, but they are the people that are, you know, facilitating an entrance into the presence of God. And whatever God wants to do once they get there, that's up to Him, right? And, and so I think... When we talk about being showy and being, you know, stuff like that, you have to discipline your mind because, you know, there are times that you are going to look like and sound like and feel like a rock star, but you are not a rock star. You are a servant of the king, right, and a servant to your congregation, and, uh, and that's what you really have to do, and I think that's where sometimes because it's becoming so, because the mainstream is becoming, it's starting to look like that. I think we're perceiving it that way. And so I would just, I think, you know, and you guys are pastors. My prayer would be that, that we as a worship community and as pastors are praying over our, our worship leaders and our, our worship praise teams and stuff against that spirit, right? To say, you know, it's okay to present this out there because you have to. You're facilitating that environment. You have to present this and it's going to sound and look and, and be cool but protect their hearts and minds against something other than, than worship and service and focus on, on the Lord. I, I don't know what It's how you look at it, though, because I think when you think of worship, it means to bow down. Yeah. Are you bowing down every area of your life to God? And that's why when you look at it, you know what I'm saying, you, even when you think about all the things that you do in life, are you bowing down to him first? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? In, in his presence on decisions that you make and how you carry out your life. And for me, I'm, I'm particular because it bothers me and, and Aaron to know when people say, you know, I was on the stage, that's, the, that's a pulpit. Yeah. I, I, I don't like names and stuff like that. You know, when you start talking about performance, no, you was ministry. You know what I'm saying? And so mm-hmm. those are the type of things that I'm very, very key to when I hear people talk that I want to make sure I correct that lingo or that language yeah. because I don't want you to get to the point because we're in a society right now that everything is performance based. And if you're not careful, even our walk with God, if you don't understand scriptures, can be performance-based. Mm-hmm. Not understanding that I can't perform enough to get <laughs> access to God. Yeah. If it wasn't for his son Jesus, I wouldn't have that relationship with him and, have, and, and go boldly to the throne. Yep. So I just want to stay away from the performance thing. So for me, is can you get caught up? We all are human. Sometimes you can lose it for a moment, but you have to be mindful to say, you know what, God, that, that right there was a little me today. I need to pull that back. I need to pull that back, and it's all about you. And so for me, man, that worship thing is just bowing down every area of your life and making sure that God gets the glory out of everything you do. That's so important. Years ago, gosh, 
40, it was probably close to 50 years ago, I just got saved, and there was a dear brother just started preaching, you know, and brand new in it, and uh, someone, probably was me, just said, hey, you did a great job, and he was like, oh, it wasn't me, it was all God, it was all God, you know, basically he was just bragging about how much God had used him, <laughs> like, oh, dude, but no, it wasn't me, it was God, but on the other hand, one of my favorite people in the world is Phil Keggy, he's like an absolute unbelievable guitar player and worshiper of the Lord. But uh, I'll never forget, I uh, saw him, uh, I think it was the first time he was in concert here in town, in, like in 79. And I just said, Phil, that was just amazing. And he just said, thank you. And I thought, you know, well, he, he knows he's a servant of God, so why not say, well, thank you. That's, thank you. And so I've learned that when people tell me, you know, hey, man, that was really good message or good plan or whatever. I just go, well, thanks. You're going to say, oh, no, it wasn't me. It was all God. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> just, uh, you know what I'm saying? Just it. This is all about being real. I know where my, if I do, I know when I do well and I know when I do poorly. And it can go either way. You never know what, what you're going to get. Uh, but, uh, and people will, will appreciate that, you know, just being being real. Because, gosh, it's to be a, I don't know, it just uh, is embarrassing almost when we uh, try to be something that we're not. So it's just real nice just to be real. God wants us to be real. So, uh, Amen. Wow. Good stuff, good stuff. Let's wrap up. Any final thoughts, fellas? I do. Can I use your guitar real fast, though, uh, that, that Taylor, man? I have a song that I've been working on, man, that I, I want to do right. as we close out. <clears throat> are, you good, are you guitar players, man? It's sort of in tune. I've been messing you know. around with it this morning. I don't know what key that is because I'm on a B. guitar, not on a, a keyboard. That's a B right there. We are... Finish. <laughs> <laughs> are about to close. Is this our theme song? Yes. Nice. Is there any <laughs> final thought? That's a nice question. Hey, there you go. Hey, yeah. hey did we record that? <laughs> yeah. Oh. That's a nice chord. See, I could, I could write a song off that one chord, man. That's a C major seven. What's the fret? Of? Okay, so so I'm gonna stay right there. Now, if I was on keyboards, and you're the drummer, right? You're gonna hear this the whole song while I'm. <laughs> 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 now you see why they be like, "Hey, yo, man, full 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 air out my ear." <laughs> but no, man. Any final thoughts, y'all? I really appreciate this. It was a great conversation as always. You know, just to talk and get different perspectives and. Growing nightmare. But any final thoughts? Anybody? Good. Honored to be here. Yeah, thank you guys for coming. Appreciate you. Appreciate yeah, you. Yeah, good deal. Good deal. Rock, you gonna pray us out, man? Yep, sure. Uh, Lord, thank you for this time today uh, that we got to share uh, with brothers here and, and learn from our from our pastors. You know, kind of their take on this, Lord. And we ask that um, what we talked about today for anybody that's listening might bless them and help them in their their ministry and, and the work that they're doing, Lord. And we just ask that you continue to surround us with your favor like a shield as we move forward and, and try to do your will and do our best uh, to serve you. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. 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 Good deal.